welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I'm Ross. I've given Gordon the week off because this episode's a bit of a rant on my part, and neither of us want him to get hit by any potential backlash. What I've been thinking about a lot, maybe too much lately, is the separation that's happening between the craft of making images and the fallacy of automation, AI, and computational alleged photography. I completely understand that this latter is both popular with the masses and widespread, but those folks aren't my audience. And too often the people who are my audience and who are focused on their craft appear to get run over by the high volume, no creativity bus. A photographer committed to improving his or her craft is focused on his or her intent, their goals and storytelling ability to make an image or video clip that is interesting and compelling. And while tools may be used, the value of the finished work is not dependent on the equipment more on any software. What I'm trying to articulate is that an image without a story or the achievement of an intent can never be made better through any kind of automation or software. I want to use the smartphone camera as an example. At the risk of being pedantic, and while I can see value in snapshots and short clips, and I understand their importance to the masses, they don't do anything for me at all. They're not craft, and they're not art. They have value to people. But let's be clear where they live. But when they become invalid is when a person, organization, or company claims that these things are in fact craft. It's just not true. But it gets a lot of noise and sadly often drives away those who would prefer to practice their craft. But they're being told constantly that all they need is a smartphone and their own ideas, their intent, their goals, their craft doesn't matter. This results in a continuous lowering of the bar so the worst piece of crap can be referred to as art. And while I've heard that art is in the eye of the beholder, which could be true, this particular beholder sees more sewage calling itself art these days than ever in my extended lifetime. Even formerly decent photography training services are now leading with iPhone photography as a full curriculum. That's as much an oxymoron as political integrity. When asked what I mean by craft, I'll start with a wonderful piece as an example that the creative referred to as a book cover for book four, which doesn't exist, of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You see, I assigned a project to my local camera club on storyboarding and a member seeing a small statue that he had visualized the story of Gandalf and Frodo leaving Mordor. To realize his intent, he had to go find a location that fit his vision, make an image of it, make an image of the statue, and then go through the complex process of making that into a composite that told his story. That was significant work, 
because he had to match color, lighting, shadow between very different components for the final image. There was no randomness or snapshottiness about it at all. Another member also took on this assignment, as all assignments are voluntary. This member wanted to make an effective image of a water droplet splash. He said he'd never done this kind of thing before. And while we know that anyone could just put the camera on high-speed burst and keep snapping until they got what looked okay, he took a very different approach. He decided the path that he wanted to follow, but he didn't know how it was going to end up. So while his exercise was planful, it was also a real experiment because the outcome was not predefined. This takes a massive amount of courage to do. He also had to make decisions about lighting, shade, depth of field, composition, and all the other craft decisions that went into the final image that pleased him most. That is craft. While the droplet splash, from some perspectives, is considered random, in reality, it's not random at all. Because he created a goal and an intent and a plan, and that created creative constraints. My final example of craft involves the work of another member who was out on a drive in an area that she was not familiar with and came upon the Sharon Temple. The Sharon Temple is in a village north of where I live. She noted, because she had seen the source of the builder's inspiration, its similarity to the temple in Jerusalem. She applied her knowledge to identify the synchronicity between the Jerusalem temple and the Sharon temple that was built by Quaker settlers between 1825 and 1832. But moreover, she saw more there. And this led her to construct her story that resulted in an image that showed people in Jerusalem, but walking up to the temple in Sharon, Ontario. That is craft. It's not random. Now, of course, all these people used applications to produce their final work, but those applications were just tools. None of these folks depended on some generative image-making-based thing that steals from the work of others to make the final image. They use the tools as a means to the end, but not the end in itself. And that's the fundamental difference between craft and that other thing that rhymes with rap. Unfortunately, this commitment to craft is a rarity. Craft takes work, planning, inspiration, and will. When I was much younger, I made cabinetry and furniture. I was first attracted to what is called the shaker style, and later on, to the mission style. I could use the craft of others for inspiration and leverage that to make my own designs. Sometimes it worked really well. Sometimes it didn't. However, all of what I built came from my mind, my eyes, and my hands, with the aid of tools. I was absolutely inspired. But I wasn't a copy machine. The tools didn't do the work. I did.
good tools are awesome and they can really help, but they don't actually create anything. The message is that craft occurs in the human, not the technology, and while technology is beneficial, it doesn't produce craft on its own. So whether you use digital or film technologies or paint or chisels, the outcome, if it is to be craft, must come from the human mind. I decided to make this the subject of this episode because I was so very impressed by the work done on the assignment and the work that is done regularly by all these fine people who don't wear labels saying professional photographer and whose real-world work is so much better than most of what I see from these self-anointed professionals. When technology becomes the creative, there's no humanity, and there is no craft. Thanks to all of the listeners. If you'd like to support the channel, you can do so by making a donation by clicking Support the Channel on the main page at thephotovideoguy.ca. If you shop at B&H Photo Video, please use the link on the main page as it pays a small commission here and costs you nothing. Please always feel free to submit a comment or send in a question. I read and respond to all. On behalf of the channel, I'm wishing you peace and good health.